0: cheeseheads get on your feet it's curd and long hosted by Sparky Fiker and Ryan Horvath Hey, it's East Sparky, 5 or 12.50 a.m. The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ryan Horvath is here as well from BetMGM tonight. Catch him weeknights with Nick Ashu and Trista Crick. I'm part of the BetQL Radio Network. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. and follow me at Sparky Radio. Talking to Packer football, uh, Packers and Bengals get ready to play on Friday night. Uh, uh, their first preseason game for both of them. Should be fun to see. Obviously, no Joe Burrow for the Bengals. There was no Joe Burrow uh, as well uh, when they played the Green Bay Packers, their joint practice uh, earlier this week. I did a podcast afterwards on Wednesday. We have not heard from Horvat yet as far as that joint practice and what he read off of it. Thoughts on what you read on the joint practice uh, from the Packers and Bengals from Wednesday, Ryan?
1: Big Elton Jenkins fan. Uh, I like his toughness. I like that if somebody gets out of line, you know, he's going to step up and throw him around a little bit. Multiple fights, uh, yep. Yeah, multiple fights. You know, I like that, though, because this is a young team. And, uh, you know, also, like, on the defensive side of the ball, you got a bunch of dudes like Kenny Clark. On the other side of the ball, you do have some veterans like David Bakhtiari, like Elton Jenkins. And my biggest question mark going into the season, like, the young guys, we know they're probably going to rally around each other, but the veterans, like, do they want to be there? David Bakhtiari. I'm not really sold by his comments. You know, even when they asked him about Jordan Love, how did Jordan Love look today at practice, he's like, First Ballot Hall of Famer. And I get it. He's being funny. He doesn't seem like he's really on board with this. He kind of seems like he'd rather be in New York with Aaron. And I completely understand that. I would too. Um, But, yeah. So, I did like that they were mixing it up a little bit. That it seems like the veterans want to be there. I like that all the veterans are saying the right things. Like, hey, we don't see this as a rebuild season. You know, Jordan Love... Again, like that's kind of what I'm going to expect. He's going to make some really nice throws, especially outside of the numbers. There'll be some mistakes. There'll be some good. There'll be some bad. You know, defense looking all right. Nothing really surprised or shocked me. You know, these joint practices, they always kind of go the way that I think they're going to go. You know,
0: so some of the comments that came out uh, Bengals linebacker Jermaine Pratt, this is from the Ryan Wood piece. We press Gazette uh, talking about uh, the Packers quote. They're young, but they've been in the league for two years now. So they're ready to go. I think they're going to be a good team, a good unit. Actually the wide receivers. I know they got a lot of backfire from a rod dropping balls and stuff, but I think they'll be ready to go. They're taking it personal and got better this off season. Uh, that's from obviously a Cincinnati Bengals linebacker. And you wonder how true that really is. Ryan, like, Did they take it personal with what happened last year with Rodgers? I mean, you talked about it nonstop about how Rodgers pretty much destroyed Dobbs' confidence level uh, by how he was treating Dobbs, at least how it looked like on the sidelines. We didn't have hard knocks cameras there to see exactly what he was saying. But I wonder if those two guys were like, to hell with you. Like, you'll see. We'll come back and we're going to put on a show. Next year, while you wanted to go play somewhere else, that's fine. And we're going to show you what, what, what this is truly all about. I just wonder if maybe there is some of that, like Pratt is saying.
1: Yeah. And that was actually one of the highlights from the joint practice. At least that I got to see the clip of was the Jordan love, the, uh, throw to, uh, the deep, the deep ball and, uh, Dobbs looks good, you know? And I think Dobbs might end up being the number one guy like Christian Watson, Is going to rack up the yards and he's going to be the burner, the guy that could take the top off the defense. But I think Romeo Dobbs is going to end up being the underneath or the possession wide receiver. I really like Jaden Reed. It looks like he's going to probably be the number three, although I like Torrey too. So, you know, the good thing is, is like all these guys are going to get their opportunities. They're going to get their reps, especially now tonight that we start preseason action. Um, But, you know, I do think that they took it personal, especially Romeo Dobbs. You know, Christian Watson, the second half of the season, kind of became Aaron Rodgers' guy. Yep. The first half of the season, it looked like it was going to be Dobbs. Then he made some rookie mistakes, had some drops, and Rodgers kind of threw him under the bus. Um, with Watson, he was probably feeling good about him and Aaron's relationship, but the first eight weeks of the season, he struggled to stay on the field. He had that terrible drop week one, literally the first play of the season that should have yep. went for six. So, yeah, I think that they probably took it personal. Also, what they're probably taking personal is you know they're watching Hard Knocks. And if they're not watching Hard Knocks, they're at least seeing the clips or they're hearing about Roger's relationship with his young teammates, Uh, him and Garrett Wilson, him telling Sauce Gardner and guys on the defensive side of the ball, you're going to be here soon, talking about the Hall of Fame in Canton. Uh, They got their little hand motions. So I'm sure that they're probably taking that pretty personal. Like, yo, wait, he's at every single day of OTAs? He's putting in the extra work with these young receivers. But last year, he was just throwing us under the bus. Hanging out like,
0: with the young guys, going to events and stuff. Didn't but, hang out with any of us off the field that we know of, other than the, the team parties or whatever they did that Rodgers said they had.
1: But, but like, I'm going to defend – like, Rogers was crabby last year, and I don't blame him, man, because when you look at, like, he thought that it was going to be at least one more run with Devontae, and they disrespected Devontae. Devontae didn't want to play – For the franchise tag, under the franchise tag, I completely understand that. Felt disrespected by Goot. So then Rodgers is like, wait a minute, we have to do this over again? We're coming off back-to-back 13 win seasons, and now I have to throw to three rookies and Sammy Watkins? So I get it. But, yeah, you wanted to see a little bit more leadership, and now you're seeing that in New York. But at the same time, man, that offensive line for New York, like we've talked about on this podcast the last two months, is already shaky. Well, well, they said he was losing his practice. patience. They He's was losing done. his
0: patience in the joint practice. He was losing his patience with it. They went three and out on a two-minute drill, and he was hot. <laughs> And and again, get ready. This whole made-for-TV Aaron Rodgers on Hard Knocks that we saw in episode one, mark my words, this is not going to be the same Aaron Rodgers in the regular season. This happy-go-lucky, oh, it's okay, buddy. Here, I'll show you what to do. Uh Uh-uh. There's no way that's going to last. There's just no chance. And I hope they understand that going forward. All right, here's another quote from uh, the joint practice. Bengals veteran quarterback Mike Hilton on Jordan Love. Real strong arm. Obviously, that's what he's been known for, but you can tell he's seeing things a little slower and his process is a little faster, so I feel like Green Bay got a good one. Bengals defensive tackle, uh, the one who uh, obviously got into with Elton Jenkins, DJ Reader, Uh, said this of Jordan love. He seemed more confident under center. He seemed like he was feeling good. The offense was doing what it was doing. He was having a good day. He looked decent back there. He wasn't just running to take off. Wasn't doing any of that stuff. He was trying to go through his reads. We did a good job of staying off of him. I thought he was decent. He had a good demeanor back there. I look at a lot of quarterbacks and see what they've got going on, especially because I'm right there on the ball. He has a good demeanor and things like that uh, says DJ reader. Now, again, Am I reading what everybody is saying about other quarterbacks around the league and young quarterbacks around the league and all these, from all these other teams? I have no idea. So my question to you is Horvat, are you buying what the Bengals defenders are selling on, uh, on the Packers or are you thinking that they're just being nice? Cause they're talking to Packer beat writers.
1: I think I'm like kind of in the middle. I think that they probably think, Hey, there's Jordan love kid. He's solid. Uh, you know, he's not going to be a complete boss. He looks pretty good. He can make the throws. But at the same time, you know, I mean, like Mike Hilton picks him off. And then he's like, actually, I was impressed. He made the right read. I'm just a six-year, a seven-year right. vet. I mean, I don't know if he's saying that in a regular season Well, he game. telegraphed it. In their Ryan, locker room. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, Ryan
0: Wood said he telegraphed that throw completely. That, that that was a bubble screen, and he was looking at it the whole time and completely set and telegraphed it, and Hilton yeah. was able to read it and, and pick it off.
1: I mean, like, when you do these 7-on-7 seven seven or 11-on-11 11 11 drills, you know, and no matter what level, and, you know, a guy makes a nice throw, you're like, oh, he could play. This guy could make a throw. You know, he could throw a 50-yard ball down the field. But, I mean, it doesn't really mean mean anything to me, you know, because it was a joint practice. It'll mean a little bit more tonight in the preseason. But even that, like, I need to see it week one, week two, week three, week four. just going to take some time for me to buy into the Jordan Love stuff.
0: It's It's interesting because – you and I have talked numerous times about Justin Fields on this podcast. Uh, and I listened to the score, our sister station down in Chicago, 670, the score, from time to time. And this morning, I, for whatever the reason, turned it on while I, was, while I was driving in. And they were talking about Justin Fields. And they were walking everything back that they had been saying up until this point. Because Fields apparently didn't look all that great again. This last practice got picked off again by Tyreek Stevenson. Or is that the guy's name? I think that's who it is. Um, anyhow got picked off or whatever else, and they're, they're going, hey, look, you know, maybe he's not going to be great, but if he can just be good, you know, that would be a good step forward from last year. And they had whoever does the Bears or whatever is down there um, watching Bears practice. He goes, does he look better than last year? Yes. He looks better than last year. He goes, but I, I'm not ready to get ready to say he's going to take some huge jump this year based still on what I'm seeing out there and, and and what he's doing, throwing the football. So they're kind of walking it back and telling Bears fans to maybe lower your expectations of MVP yeah. and Pro Bowl. And he's going to have some unbelievable season, like give him a chance to grow. Let him take the next step. And whatever that ends up being, be happy with that as long as he's better than he was uh, the previous year, which it's interesting because like three, four weeks ago, they were all going crazy about how great, you know, Justin Fields was going to be this year. And now they've kind of walked it back after
1: a couple of weeks of training camp. Well, and it's hilarious because um, I don't know if they're trolling, but I see like the Parkins and the Spiegel account just ripping into Jordan Love and, you know, um, all the there, There's a lot of I Packer and call. Bear
0: fans going back and forth Um, Now, I didn't see those guys doing anything, but just in general, for the last two weeks, there's a lot of Bear fans going out. Packers are going to suck. Jordan Love sucks. Packer fans going back. You've sucked for like over a decade. Why? Why are you even trash talking us at this point? Bear fans are so desperate for the Packers to be bad that if Jordan Love is good. There's going to be people like jumping off bridges all over the city of Chicago if Jordan Love is good and they win a division in Jordan Love's first year. Like Bears fans aren't going to know what to do with
1: themselves if the Packers win divisions with Jordan Love next. Here's what I'm going to say about Jordan Love, and I don't want anybody to get mad at me. I think Jordan Love could be a good quarterback. I don't know that Jordan Love could be a great quarterback. If he's good, I'm happy. I don't think he could be Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. I don't think he could be uh, Mahomes, obviously. Um, can he be Garoppolo? I think think he could be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That Um, should be good
0: enough. If your defense is good, that's good enough to be in the
1: playoffs every year and give yourself a shot. Like, but what worries me a little bit, like, let's just take this. this, Here's why I don't know if I buy into the Bengals players comments, right? Like, yeah, I think that they see some good. He completed 17 to 29 passes in the 11 on 11 period. And there were drops in there too. Two touchdowns, Yeah. There were some drops. So they see a 50 yard bomb to Romeo Dobbs and they're like, Oh man. This dude can make that throw. He's good. They see that 15-yard crosser to Christian Watson, and they're like, okay, he made the right read there. Everything's kind of slowing down. Had a linebacker on him. That was beyond stupid for Cincinnati, but either way, go ahead. No, but no, no. I mean, you could tell that he's feeling more comfortable. He's getting better at reading a defense because that was the knock on him coming out of college. You can't just play hero ball. But, again, I just think that, like, 17 of 29, two touchdowns, a couple picks – I don't know, like that's not going to win you 11, 12 games. They, were, in the this season.
0: they were saying that he's um, throwing underneath a lot more um, than Rodgers ever did. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something. And my, my response to that is I'm good with that. Good. Go ahead. Like instead of patting the ball and getting sacked because you're holding on to it for seven seconds. If it's not there, then go to the guy that's there and keep the ball moving and don't get yourself killed back there behind that offensive line. I would think the offensive line would appreciate not having to block for seven to ten seconds while the quarterback pats the ball forever
1: too. Well, that's what we—that's what drove us nuts about Rogers, though. He'd have Correct. somebody wide open underneath, or he'd have Robert Tunyon right in the yep. middle of the field, you know, waving his arms, and Rogers <laughs> would be patting the ball looking for Devonte 50 Correct. yards down the field with two yes. two dudes two six three six four defensive ends right in his face. <laughs> you know, I want Jordan Love checking down. Yes. I want him making the right reads, getting rid of the ball. You know, every play, like with Rodgers, I love Aaron Rodgers more. I, would, I mean, I love him more than any quarterback in NFL history. I thought you were every going to say more than, than your wife. I was going to get play, concerned. 15, 20 yards down the field. Take what's given to you. Live to fight for another down. Live to see another day. Take yep. third and four. You know what I mean? Everything doesn't need to be a chunk play. So that's what I want to see from Jordan Love. I'm worried that when we get into game action, he just says F it and lets it rip. I mean, I want to see that, but I don't want to see him like thrown off his back foot. You know, I don't want to see him making bad reads. So, you know, it was a joint practice. There was yep. some good, there was some bads, kind of All what right. I expected. No big surprise. I can't wait for tonight. Let's move on to the topic number two.
0: How much importance do you put on this preseason for the Packers? In years past, Nobody cared. Rogers wasn't playing. Starters weren't playing. It meant nothing. You were just looking to see who was going to be your second and third string guys. How did this year's draft picks look? And that was about the extent of it. I was talking with Gary Ellerson uh, yesterday. I was like, man, this preseason, everybody's tuned again. Like everybody, if Love plays the first quarter of each of these three preseason games, everybody for sure is tuning in for the first quarter. I bet you preseason ratings will be higher than they've been in a long, long time for these TV stations uh, that are carrying the Packers preseason games here uh, locally in Wisconsin is my guess. Having said that, if he throws two picks, are we going to freak out? No. If he throws two touchdowns, are we going to freak out? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) You can't no, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't say two interceptions. Don't care. Two touchdowns. Hell yeah, dude. I'm gonna be Jack. Doesn't it have to be level uh, on a balanced level? Like if you save those two touchdowns, that's awesome. Oh, but then if you those two picks, shouldn't that be horrible? Then like, shouldn't it be both ways? If you put that much importance on touchdowns versus saying picks or no?
1: Okay, so let me rephrase that, right? If he okay. throws two picks, like if he's staring down a defender and just throws a bad right. ball, I'm going to rip into him. I'm going to okay. be like, this again? You know it's preseason. But, like, let's say, uh, you know, they open up, play action, and he just throws like a 71-yard dart down the field to Christian Watson for a touchdown. I'm going to get excited about that. Yep. You know, it's like a play action, little rollout. He hits DeGuarra for three yards for a touchdown. Like a is- Super Bowl it-
0: Andre Risen and throw. Yeah. And in he goes. Like right. If he makes him a Mahomes, if he
1: rolls to his left and fires a 50-yard dart to his right, and you're like, no, 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 yeah, okay, then we're, we're going to get excited, right? right? So, yeah, we don't want to see – I don't want to see bad interceptions. Tip balls, you know, jump ball, uh, you know, one-on-one. You got Watson down the field. You throw one up. I'm fine with that. I just don't want to see bad interceptions. Right. I don't want to see him, like, thrown across his body, you know – far of nonsense. I'll take some like Aaron Rodgers last season interceptions though.
0: It's funny that hard knocks episode, there was this whole thing about Rodgers and his no look passes. And then uh, Zach Wilson was trying and the wide receivers are trying it. And I'm reading through the practice report. And the one drop that Musgrave had for the Packers, the tight end was a no look pass from Jordan love. And I think it was Ryan Wood that described it as it hit him between the eight and the other eight in the chest. It bounced and right between both eights, and it bounced off his chest. Love was looking one way, threw it back, tore him, and Musgrave must not have thought he was going to throw the ball, obviously, because he wasn't looking at him. And it bounced right off his chest. That's the type of stuff when you're in college, you don't get those type of throws from your quarterback probably in college. So you always kind of have to be ready for that type of stuff. If he's going to do something crazy, the guy on the other end to make it look crazy has to be
1: ready to make the play. I have some bad news for everybody that overreacts to the no-look passes. Like, every time Mahomes does it, Bleacher Report, everybody clips it. It's all over social media. Rodgers does it. It's all over social media. I got bad news for you guys. Every quarterback in the league and most of the backups and third stringers can do the same thing. Dan Marino was doing that years Years ago. ago. Anybody. Matthew Stafford actually probably does it better than Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, but nobody talks about that because it's Matthew Stafford. Correct. The Nolan pass. Like, come on now. Now, obviously, like, wide receivers aren't making uh, – Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner aren't making that pass, but any quarterback can. That's like when I, like, laugh at people who are like, did you know Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, this guy was a baseball player? Well, of course they were baseball players, Sparky. They throw, like, you know, 98 miles per hour. That's why they're able to, you know, throw a football like that. Right. So – yeah, that's the, that whole part of Hard Knocks. I was like, God, this yeah. is so overrated and stupid.
0: One thousand <laughs> percent agree with you. One thousand percent. But but again, most fans don't think like you do and don't look at it that way. So it's from the entertainment aspect, it's very entertaining, and it brings right. Roger's Stock even up even further in the whole deal. All right, let's move on here. Got one more. Wait a segment. minute, hold
1: on. I didn't even get to answer the question. Oh, all right, I'll go back. Sorry. Go ahead. This is my favorite you question. To put on preseason. So this is my favorite question. So for me, this is the most important preseason in Packer football history. Oh, Lord. Even more – hold on, yeah. Even more important than Rodgers' first year. Because, like, with Rodgers' first year, he had been sitting behind Favre for so long. And, like, some of us, most of us wanted him traded for Randy Moss. Some of us wanted him gone. Some of us didn't even want him there in the first place. It was like, all right, if this guy doesn't pan out and he's a bust – We'll just move on. We'll draft somebody else. Also, with Rodgers, like we all saw that Cowboy game when he came in for Favre, and we're like, "Oh wow, he looks like the guy." So we all felt pretty good about Rodgers and the offensive side of the ball. We obviously had concerns about the defensive side of the ball, and rightfully so. They were. But you had veterans all around Rodgers on that offense. You had guys like Donald Driver there. You know what I mean? Like you know, we knew what the offensive line was going to look like. Other than Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, like everybody's pretty much fighting for a spot. I mean, the offensive line, obviously, David Bakhtiari is going to be your left tackle. Elton Jenkins is going to be your left guard. We're thinking Josh Myers is going to be your center. You know, John Runyon at guard. But Royce Newman, of course, unfortunately, is going to get a look. You know, Zach Tom, most likely going to be your right tackle, it looks like. But, I mean, everybody on that offensive line is fighting for a spot. Jaden Reed is fighting to become that third receiver. You also, obviously, you know, you have uh, Torre there. You have Christian Watson and – Romeo Dobbs looking to take that next step, but I'm really excited to see the defensive side of the ball. You know, we know Jair and uh, Rasul Douglas are going to be your corners, and Eric Stokes, when he's healthy, is going to be out there. But who are the safeties? Because I know Savage has looked good at times in practice when he's picking off Jordan Love, but he hasn't been any good. He's starting. It sounds like
0: it's it's him and Owens is what it sounds like.
1: Him and Owens? Yeah, but so – So no Ruby Ford in the starting lineup? I mean, how's he going to get on the field? That's what I'm excited to see, though, is there's a bunch of dudes just fighting for spots. It's not just, hey, is love good? Right. Which wide receiver is going to make that leap, that next step? Uh, Who the hell are the starting safeties? Who's going to give Kenny Clark some help on the defensive line? Is Kenny Clark going to show up this season? There's so many question marks. So uh, I'm jacked for this preseason.
0: And Kenny Clark in a different role. I mean that that's that's the other thing about all of this. He's in a different role. He's not playing over the nose anymore. They they slid him out. So from that aspect, um, it's really different. By the way, your text message you probably sent me a long time ago. I just got that said uh, you were ready to go for the podcast. Oh. It just came to my phone. So. Love being in a radio studio with a cell phone because you never get stuff on time. Uh, Okay, here we go. Here's the last one. Confident, concerned, and curious. Something that we used to do on the Wendy's Big Show all the time before regular season games. And we did it before preseason games, too. Gary and Leroy hated it with a passion, but we still did it anyhow. Uh, What are you confident in going into the Packers-Bengals game uh, tonight, Ryan Horvath? What are you confident
1: in? I clipped this one for me. I am confident that the Packers are going to win this game by at least one and a half points. Uh, Unfortunately, now that spread is at four. I don't know if they win this game by more than a field goal, but I think Green Bay is going to win tonight. And I think they're going to look really good in the first half of this game. I think we're going to see some good from Jordan Love, which leads me to what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned that if Jordan Love does throw those two touchdown passes, that everybody on social media is going to come after me, even though, Sparky, you could see it under Ryan Horvath the first. I'm a Packer and Jet super fan. Uh, The Jets are my side piece team. Only for the next two years, I will be rooting for Aaron Rodgers, the man that sacrificed his mind, body, and soul for our Super Bowl team for the last two decades. I'll be rooting for him. I'll also be rooting for my squad, the Green Bay Packers, carrying the G. I woke up this morning, blasted G-force. I'm concerned that everybody's going to forget that once again, think I'm a Jordan Love hater, and come after me on social media when our boy throws four, 210 yards, two touchdowns, no picks against that Bengals secondary. I'm curious to see who steps up on the defensive side of the ball in that secondary that we're not talking about because we're not going to see Jair. We're not going to see Stokes. We're not going to see Rasul. I want to see who that next guy is, man. I want to see who that nickel corner is. Uh, I want to see which safety steps up because I do not feel good about Darnell Savage another season. I can't believe we're doing this again. So I want to see who could uh, step up on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary. And yeah. on special teams, of course.
0: Right. No question there. Uh, yeah. Confident uh, in this. I'll, I'm going to go with confident that Love throws a touchdown. I'm not going to go to two, but I'll say he gets at least a touchdown pass. I feel like a lot of the Bengals' first-team defenders probably aren't going to play. Uh, so I'm confident that Love's going to throw at least one touchdown pass uh, in this game. What am I concerned about? I'm concerned, like I am always in preseason, about injuries. They, they cannot afford to sustain injuries to any front-line player. This team simply is not deep enough to sustain an injury to a top line player. And you can say, well, uh, you know, I got a bunch of receivers, right? But if Watson goes down, they don't have anybody that can replace Watson. I don't believe uh, at this point that's ready to go. If Aaron Jones goes down, A.J. Dillon is not Aaron Jones. Like that is a huge loss for this Packers offense. If something were to happen, to Aaron Jones, I wouldn't play Aaron Jones. I haven't seen if they're playing him or not, but I wouldn't play him. Uh, Jordan love, obviously another big deal. Uh, if something were to happen to him uh, and then curious, I want to see you brought up Clark. I want to see this defensive line that has been in, getting rave reviews from not only the Packer writers, but from the Bengal writers as well, as far as them doing their thing in one-on-ones against the Bengals, them doing their thing uh, against that offensive line and the joint practice. I want to see what we see out of this Packers defensive line tonight. Uh, And not just the vets, but the rookies, too. The couple of draft picks that they have, they're going to be out there on the field for the Packers. And let's see what it looks like, because you would think the Bengals are going to try and run the ball, right? So let's see if they can hold their own against the run. And let's see if they can get some pressure on a backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm also curious to see what kind of fan turnout it's going to be for Cincinnati tonight. Uh, for the Bengals. Because, you know, Green Bay, they get 65,000 people for a damn family night practice, Horvath. Uh, and you see a lot of these preseason games on TV, and stadiums are half full, right? They're not even sold out for a lot of these preseason games.
1: Yeah, man. Like, the only place I would ever go... I gotta be honest with you, Spark. The only place I would ever go see a preseason game... You couldn't pay me to go see a preseason... Well, you could probably pay me to do anything. You'd do at the field, You know, like... Like we go to Lambeau Field when there's not even games, Like we'll just take the tour. You can get right. something to eat, you know. But yeah, man, I've been kind of surprised. Um, it wasn't like that, was it like a couple of years ago? I felt like every single stadium was packed for preseason football because I would always make that joke, like, Man, look at this is a preseason game at Soldier Field, nobody's at Comiskey or US Cellular, right? You know what I mean? Everybody's there at Soldier Field for preseason game number two. You know what it is. The prices are still way too expensive. Just gonna get more
0: expensive as we go. And they're not going. To,
1: they're not going to get cheaper. And here's the here's the other difference, really quick, is that guys don't play anymore. Back in the day, right. guys, would come, guys. The difference is now, like in the off season, guys actually take care of themselves. We should talk to Gary about this. Like back in the day, remember, linemen would come into camp with like right. cans of beer, and yep. all off season they would be hunting, fishing, and drinking. Now, like, even the linemen, man, like, they're putting in the work all offseason. But, guys, you don't want to risk injuries anymore. But, you know, guys would always play at least a drive and maybe in that first or probably the second preseason game. But remember that third preseason game was always the tune-up where your starters were going to play an entire half. So those tickets would obviously be expensive. Fans wanted to get out there and see the starters. But I don't blame fans for not wanting to get out there and watch Sean Clifford. Oh, by the way, before we wrap, I know we got to go. Concerned. Here's what I'm concerned about. Sean Clifford completes a couple passes, ends up winning this backup role. I know that the bloggers are all excited about him. I promise I like you right. guys, Sean Clifford is not good. Please don't okay. make this thing. Sean <laughs> <He> Clifford is-, <laughs> is terrible. I got to go. He is
0: Ryan Horvath. He's Marky Piper. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you on Monday when we record again, Kurt and Locke. Go Pack, go. Have a good one. Toodles.